pause for thought and join in the barking with Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog. Do you own a French Bulldog? It's one of the most popular dogs in the whole of the world at the moment. But have you ever heard of Brachiophilic Syndrome? Well, join us in our canine behavioural section on Magic Talk with Roman Travers and you can find out all about it and why maybe your French Bulldog's not having such a great life. Roman Travers, Magic Talk. Your, your dog just loves you and you love your dog, but things aren't quite working out, so jump on the phone now, 0800 844 747. Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs. You're a bit of a mind reader when it comes to dogs, Darren, aren't you? <laughs> well, some people said I am, yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, you are, you are. And you've also, before we crack into it, uh, you've got some good news, some winners from a Facebook competition. Yeah, we we um we partnered up. Mindfulness Dogs partnered up with um the Fur Love, and um we've got some amazing little products to give away, some like balms and shampoos and stuff. Oh, nice. And uh, we we ran a little competition on our website. So the local win- uh, luck- uh, lucky winners, I should say, are Amanda Wilkins and um, Kelly Clark. So I'll um I'll oh, post wow. them. They get a lovely little thing. They can go on the website and see all the products that they might win. That's so, really cool. Yeah. That's good news. Cool. Amanda Wilkins and Kelly Clark. Your dogs are going to be very yeah. excited. Very excited. Now there's and some that was my first ever Facebook Live, Roman. So I'll... oh, did you? Oh, that's really good. Good news. And you can catch up with Darren Rowe after the show on social media. But there's good news in terms of dogs and what they can do with COVID-19. Yeah, I thought I'd sort of do a little bit of a dog news uh, um, spot when I can, if there's something out there that's worth um, listening to. Mm. And um, in the UK, um, they, they've started doing trials. Um, they talked about it a while ago, about the possibility that dogs might be able to sniff out COVID-19. Um, but they're actually starting trials now. Um, in And there's about, uh, I think it's about 12 hospitals, 11 hospitals that have um, signed up um, to actually be, I don't know, um, their patients allowed to... Um, I think it's their socks and their slippers or something like that that they're using. Wow. <laughs> smell the uh, the smell of um, COVID-19 and then, and then test the dogs. And they, they reckon there's going to be some really good results coming up there. And obviously that can be then used in the um, in the airports and, uh, and border. Wow, that's extraordinary. Like that. There's nothing new about the, the, the knowledge around dogs' noses because they're used in mm. medicine to sense out things like cancer too, aren't they? Yeah, and uh, Parkinson's and all, all sorts of things. They're, they're amazing wow. animals. They've got... Oh, they've got millions more senses, uh, sense cells in their noses than we have. Mm. Um, yeah, fantastic dogs, totally untapped as well. Do you know, Darren, this is a, bit, bit, a little bit strange maybe, but can you imagine what it must be like for a dog to walk down a road with all of, or if we can smell what's going on, they must get bombarded. Oh, completely. Um, I was just, uh, just actually with a client a couple of days ago who had a dog that was just barking terribly all the time when they're walking down the road. And she said, no, I just won't stop. It's just absolutely crazy. Mm. And, and when I stopped and said, look, just stop and listen, and first of all, we, we just listened, and the amount that we could hear when we actually slowed down was was amazing. And obviously dogs have hearing that is way, way, way above any anything that we've got. Mm. Um, and also, did you know that they can hear four times the distance than we can? No, wow, that's so, extraordinary. So you can just imagine, and, and then we're not even looked at the nose yet, you can, and the eyes and everything. And, and of course, their paws are on the floor as well, so they're feeling all the traffic vibrations. So, mm. so they are completely bombarded um, you know, with so much... Well, actually, here's a little thought too. So if you're some lovely old lady from Calburn or Karori who bathes themselves in Chanel Number no. 5 and then you yeah. stick your corgi in the car, that must be terrible for the dog. Yeah, well, it's almost an assault on their navel. Oh. Uh, 
smell, doesn't it? I actually get quite um, allergic to perfumes sometimes myself. So, I mean, mm. um, and my, I don't have half the cells as they do, so dogs must be horrendous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is not good. all about me uh, and you. It's about um, all the callers <laughs> too. So get those calls coming in on 0800 844 It's a free consultation with, I would say, New Zealand's leading dog behaviourist, Darren Rowe, right here, right now. Now, what's that name? What's that name that you give to all those dogs who look like they've been chasing parked buses? Flat-faced. Um, Brachycephalic. Yep. I think I've said that right. I hope so. Um, it was quite an interesting one because this week I've been playing with a couple of French bulldogs. Um, mm. I was training them, but playing. I'm trying to play with them, and I found that um, after a couple of minutes they were absolutely shattered. And uh, I just looked at them and thought, my God, they're so unfit. And then I started to think, well, actually, no, they're not unfit, are they? They're, they're, they've got problems. And, and I thought it would be a really good topic to talk about today, just... So if people are out there trying to think about which dog to buy, then they can start to take these into consideration. Well, there's a world veterinary body that's saying, please do not buy them, mm. isn't there? Yeah, oh, there is. I don't want to cross over onto, onto our vet spot, but mm. um, certainly, if I remember rightly, I'll check with my stats here, but um, in the UK now, the French Bulldog is the most popular dog. No, oh, really? Yeah, mm. yeah, which is crazy, isn't it? And um, and it's one of the most popular in New Zealand, actually. I see so many of them now. Um, and, and basically anything with a flat face, and, and I was looking at the different breeds of dogs that have got this um, brachycephalic problem, mm. and we'll talk about that in a second, but there's so many, and, and some of them you probably wouldn't think. So obviously the French Bulldogs and the Bulldogs, but the Boxer, the Cavalier King Charles, the Spaniel, oh. the Shih Tzu, the Boston Terrier, Mastiffs, Pugs, mm. Puffin Pinchers, the Griffins, the Douche de Bordeaux, you know that great big orange dog? British Bulldogs. Yeah, British Bulldogs, yeah. yeah. You um, know what, though? Aphalapsa. Do you know what? Yeah. We are the weirdest animal in the world. Why have humans bred dogs to not even be able to give birth naturally? They can't clean their own bums. They can't breathe uh-huh. when they're running. What's that about? It's, it's quite bizarre, isn't it? And there's that, yeah. that link between whether we're breeding now for vanity or whether we're breeding for um, functionality. And I think in some breeds we've gone a little bit too far. Mm. Um, I do want to say that I know a lot of the registered breeders now are really working hard on trying to change the genetics of those dogs um, and, and make sure that they're not sort of breeding the lines that are horrendously bad. But there's a lot of people out there breeding these dogs that have no idea about what they're actually breeding and, and what problems they're technically breeding into. Um, and, and obviously, if you, you know, if you're out there buying a puppy and you buy one of these guys and, you know, it's not really been very well looked after or the genetics of it behind it isn't, hasn't been considered, then you could be taking on a huge problem, couldn't you? I mean, you. The, the medical issues that you could be taking on afterwards are massive, absolutely yep. massive. But this is why... And this, is, and this is a fact. This is why everybody should buy a Border Terrier. A Border Terrier, the world's best dog. They're bulletproof. They don't have hereditary diseases. They're great. They're pretty hardy. Oh, you don't, don't need to groom them very much, do you? No, you don't. And people think they do know what a Border Terrier is. And then you show them a picture. They go, oh, it's one of those. And That's actually, right. Darren, you do have to groom. They've got the two coats. You've got to strip out that top coat um, come summertime. Yeah, no, that's right. But don't clipper them. Do not clipper them. They need to be hand stripped. Uh, yeah, no, any dog. any double-coated dog you don't clip. No. Or no. triple-coated dog you don't clip. It doesn't go back as well. Darren, that um, word one more time, brachycephalic, is that the brachycephalic, word? Brachycephalic, yeah. Brachycephalic, yeah. Okay. Um, mm. Basically, brachy, that's the lungs, isn't it? That's yep. the, the <laughs> pipe that goes down between the lungs. But they, they uh, can suffer horrible. from um, numerous different problems. Mm. Um, if we've got time, talk about. Yeah. Um, and, and some of the obvious ones are, are the breathing. Now, now, I've heard dogs, and, and they just really can't breathe. It sounds like they're 
breathing through their nose and the bogeys coming out and all sorts. It's horrible. Um, so they can really struggle with the breathing, really noisy breathing, um, excellent exercise intolerant, and I've sort of seen that this week with these uh, little French bulldogs, and um, regurgitation and vomiting and oh, overheating. And that's, I know, it's, it's horrendous, and, and that's just a few. But the overheating is a really bad one. It is indeed. They can't get the, because remember, dogs don't sweat. No. Um, most people think they do, but they, they have to breathe, and that's why their tongue comes out so much to pant all the, all the hot air out. Yeah, yeah, if they yeah. can't do that properly, then they just overheat, and, and that's not good for a dog. Not good at all. It's good advice, yeah. and you can get more advice by giving Darren Rowe a call right now on 0800 844 747. And by the way, for the person that took their stupid little dog into that cafe in Mount Eden yesterday, stupid little dog and a stupid little handbag, leave your dog at home. Your dog does not need to go to a cafe. A couple of texts here, Darren. Do you think dogs like having time to themselves, or even if not, that it's good for them, say, for a few hours at a time? My shih tzu looks bereft whenever I leave the house. That sounds a bit like anxiety to me. Um, that's probably an issue you want to get the dog, uh, a dog behaviourist in to look at, um, especially if it's chewing up your furniture at the same time. But, yeah, I do think dogs need time from us, and I think it's because um, sometimes we're so crazy about you know things and, and our heads are spinning because of, and our life being so so busy that the dogs just need some space to get away from it all. Mm. So, yeah, my puppies quite often um, just take themselves for a little walk and go and sit outside. Okay. They come back in when they want to. Gee, yeah, but your yeah. dogs have a wonderful life, don't they? All seven of them. They seven do. or eight? There's eight. No, there's oh, eight. Yeah, there's eight. they do have a pretty good life. Actually, yeah, yeah, very nice. <laughs> Here's a text from someone in Fakatane who says, uh, as my ex-farming working dog... She's a hunterwave. She's become very jumpy and anxious, especially with thunder and very loud noises. She panics and jumps in windows and then races around inside the house until she finds her dark corner in the house and stays there. Do dogs suffer from dementia or anxiety? And when can I do... I don't know what that means, but anyway, you, you get the general gist there, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, they do suffer from um, dementia, definitely. You can see that um, some of the older dogs will just stop and stare at walls and things like that, oh. and that's kind of a first sign. Well, they're, they're normally really quite old, but, but that doesn't sound like a dementia thing to me. That sounds like a fear-based um, behaviour, and, and it's they've probably had that all their life, but when they've been working, they've just been running around outside doing crazy things, and they haven't noticed it. Um, they're going into a dark place. That's quite good. What I would probably do when I hear the thunder is I would I would get the dog and put it in a small crate and cover it over and give it a nice safe place because mm. um, a friend of mine um, quite recently their dog um, we had some uh, sorry last year but not quite recently can around any thunder um, but they escaped um, they jumped out the window and mm. they lost them for three days oh no because they just get so scared and just ran for miles and miles and miles I think they found that 10Ks away. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah, so right. be careful, that one. Here's another text about a dog that will eat anything as much as you can give it. It's not a Labrador. Golden Retrievers oh. are quite similar. Our 18-month-old yeah. Golden Retriever barks continuously when in the back of our canopied ute. As soon as we stop the engine and when we're driving along, he has his head hard against the window watching us. Is there a way to make him more comfortable? Oh, wow. Um, it sounds like he's having a whale of a time. Yeah. <laughs> more comfortable. I think you're probably making yourself more comfortable. But isn't that just um, a, that's deafening when a dog barks, a oh, big loud bark? Yeah. Oh. Definitely, yeah. Um, you can you can do clicker training with that one. Um, and again, I'd probably miss the dog trainer with that one. But you can do um, extinction, sorry, extinction behavior. Mm. And when the dog's quiet, you click and you sort of tell him it's a, 
it's a good not to bark. Um, but you've got to be looking about, well, why is he barking, first of all? If he's not got something to sit on, he might be slipping all over the place, and that might be quite a scary thing. Mm. Um, it might be that he wants to be in the front with you. <laughs> Retrievers do like to be with their owners, don't they? So yeah, maybe that might dog. be an option. Yeah. A smart dog, you could always teach it to drive. That would take its mind off the barking. Peter has text. 3920 is the text. Peter says, Roman, we've got a spoodle that is damaging doors by scratching at them, either to be let through or just for attention, for example, to wake us up in the morning. Can we stop this destructive behaviour? Many thanks, Peter. So a spoodle is a spaniel and a poodle, um, just if you're not sure. Um, you can stop that, yeah. I, what I would do is I, I would, again, I'm a great believer of crating dogs in the night time. Gives them that really nice place to be um, comfortable and, and safe. Mm. And that way, if you have them in the crate, then they're not running around the house, destroying the house. Um, the crate can be in your bedroom if that's something you want to do. I've got no problems with that. Um, but it just gives them that space, and then you can let them out so they're not going to be ripping the, um, the doors apart or scratching the doors. So that's probably what I would do, look at crate training. If, um, if Was it Peter, was it? If he wants yes, to contact me, um, I can send him a, um, a sheet on how to crate train. All right. Now, Peter, grab yourself a pen. Are you ready? Darren, how do they get in touch with you? Yeah, so you can email me on mindfulnessfordogs at gmail.com, and that's the number four um, there. Mm-hmm. So, or you can phone me. So I do have a phone number 0274 Okay, we'll repeat that again soon. Now, Martin has text on 3920. Darren, can you suggest the best diet for a seven-year-old Border Collie? How much and when to feed? His coat is dull and he suffers from constipation. Oh, dear. Oh, gosh. Um, First thing I would be doing would be taking my dog to the vet, if that Mm. was my dog, especially if the uh, the coat has gone dull. Um, That's normally a bit of an indicator of something internally going on. Um, And with the constipation, um, didn't say how old the dog is. Uh, seven, seven-year-old. Seven, sorry, seven years. So that's so it's not an old dog, but I would certainly be taking him in to get him checked over there. Um, in terms of food, what I say is try and buy the best food you possibly can. Um, and for me, raw food um, or kibble, um, they're all the same as far as I'm concerned. If it works for the dog and the dog does well on it, then that's fine. Mm. Um, so in terms of amount, definitely feed twice a day, and no, I don't feed once a day. Darren, everyone has expert advice when it comes to wet food versus dry food. Yeah. What do you reckon? Oh, oh, it's huge, isn't it? Um, and, and we've done it all, to be honest. We've fed um, wet food, we've fed dry food, we've fed raw food, we've fed every type of food you possibly can. And um, and we've had good success with every with everyone, with all of them. So I my preference is a little bit of wet and a little bit of dry, but then I've heard people say you shouldn't mix them, so I don't know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, look, if you want to get your advice from Darren Rowe, you can contact him after the show or do it right now for free, 0800 What's B-O-A-S? Yeah, so B-O-A-S is um, it's, uh, um, it's basically um, uh, brachycephalic obstructive airway syndrome. That's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it, for Sunday right. morning? Yeah. Um, and what it means is it's basically all of those different things that we talked about, so exercise intolerance, breathing problems. Um, it's due to the fact that the, the skull is too small for the body, mm. uh, for, the, for all the parts of, the, um, of their brain and everything like that. Okay, so so um, they, they can't get enough oxygen down in their, in, through their um, mouth. Mm. And, and basically they're just walking around being oxygen into, um, deficient pretty much all the time. Um, so they're really tired all the time, they fall asleep. 
Okay. <laughs> it's just not a great. Can you imagine it? It's not a great life, isn't it? No, no, no. Oh, it's no. a horrible thing to do. Now, I don't, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to question why people select certain breeds. They'll choose them for all sorts of reasons. Normally, it's vanity. We like the look of a dog. It makes us look yeah. cool. But how important is it to look beyond that to the behavioural issues that are hereditary with that breed? Yeah, well, I think I think it's really important. Um, there's a there's a, an argument between like, epigenetics, isn't it, the, the nurture and nature. Um, some dogs are predisposed to certain behaviours, I would say, more than others, to chasing and that sort of thing. But mm. certainly the brachycephalic ones have got a few issues, um, and, and and it's more of a compulsive behaviours. Um, so compulsive staring, which is weird. Have you ever got um, oh, one yeah. of these dogs? They stare at you all the time. <laughs> yes. It's quite off-putting actually. Um, and, it's really and, uh, strange. It is, and they're into the self-grooming, um, and as a thing called allo-grooming, is where they groom other dogs, and not other, not all dogs like to be groomed all the time. Mm. Um, and and the more, um, probably the, the more worrying one is that these particular breeds have been shown um, scientifically to be um, to direct more aggression towards other dogs. And I think it's toward, I think it's because of the facial features. I'm not sure, um, but the facial features not being able to be read very well. That would be my take on it. Mm, okay. Um, so they, yeah, so they can tend to be a little bit more aggressive. Yes, yeah, so I used to have a, I used to have a Holden station wagon, the old HQ Kingswood, and my dog was a, a, a Labrador, black Labrador cross with a German pointer. He would sit on the passenger seat next to me, just staring at me, and it was like having a strange <laughs> passenger, you know, like I was driving badly or something, which was. Probably I was going to say that reflection of your driving. Well, no, it probably was. Oh eight hundred eight four four seven four seven is the number to call now. You can text on three nine two zero. This one's a bit curious. My dog cries at certain music. I bet you it's Ronan Keating music. Even TV ads, it's, if it's not loud, it doesn't really matter, or any particular type, uh, but she's just disturbed by it, and it seems to be getting more frequent. I would say just throw all your Ronan Keating CDs out. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Um, we had a dog that used to um, howl and cry at uh, Blondie. Oh. Anything that came on with Blondie on. Um, but call only Blondie. me, call me. Bizarre, yeah. Um, it, probably down to the ears again. And remember, they hear um, all sorts of sounds um, uh, more than we do. Hmm. Um, so I think there's something like 45,000 45, hertz upwards, and we're only about 20,000. So there's all sorts of things that we're maybe not hearing that they, the dogs are, and it may be something to do with that. Yeah. Um, wow. That would be my take on it. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Or they just don't like your TV station, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But, but, you know, back in the day, I used to howl at Blondie as well. God, she was a bit gorgeous, wasn't she, eh? Hey. Well, <laughs> All right. I um, thought, yeah, good taste, my dog, so. Okay. The calls are coming through. We'll get to them soon on 0800 844 747. Line yours up. Is it okay to feed raw bones to my dog, says Shannon? Uh, there's, there's quite a controversy over raw bones, isn't there? Um, we fed raw bones to our dogs um, time uh, sometimes. Um, we haven't done it for quite a while now. After I had a bit of a scare um, with a friend of mine, I had a dog um, that was put into hospital basically because of a raw bone, and it splintered and, and sort of caused problems with the digestive tract. So we haven't fed bones since then. I think once you hear that kind of story you don't do it but then there'll be people there i know that are saying but dogs have to eat bones and i think it's a risk that you have to take if you want to um mm. but be prepared for a three three thousand dollar um bill if it goes wrong um there are other yeah. things dogs can chew yeah like your shoes Definitely. and stuff like that it's more a chewing thing that they're yeah. looking for rather than the bones right Okay, 0800 844 for the last five or so minutes to have a chat with mm. Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs. Hone, hello, how are you? Not too bad. I'm just ringing up about a griffins. A what, sorry? 
Griffin. Griffin, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the long-haired one. Okay. And it's only got one testicle. Would he be fertile Ooh. or not? Um, It's only got one. Yeah, but he's been yeah. mated with the short-haired um, griffins. So so um, you, you need to be a bit careful there. Again, this is probably one for Charlie more so than me, but um, we had a, a, an Irish setter that only had one testicle, and it can actually be quite dangerous for the dog. Yeah. And the, the vets recommend that they, they are actually neutered. Because oh. um, there, there will be two, but there will probably be one that's higher up and, and inside, and then that can become quite dangerous later on in life if you leave it for too long. Yeah. Um, I don't know about sterility and that sort of thing uh, wouldn't be sort of something I would know about but um, I'm guessing that it probably would be okay I yep. don't see any reason why it wouldn't be but certainly I would be checking with the vets and, and yeah. getting um, that one neutered Shivers. most farmers know what a crypt orchid is a crypt orchid is one yeah. you think you've got you know you fixed up and you haven't all of a sudden yeah I think yeah. it's called crypto something isn't it oh okay Here's, Annette, Annette is texting on 3920 g'day Darren how can I please stop my mini schnauzer I love a good schnauzer. Um, no one has giant ones. They always have these silly little ones. Yeah, anyway, little tiny ones, oh, <laughs> the giant one's beautiful. My mini schnauzer, who's one year old, it's pulling, pounding, and and continuously barking when walking her. I have brought a so-called no-pull harness, but she continues, and it's very hard to walk her. Says Annette. Yeah, so so even I think people think that you just throw a harness on a dog and it's a magic bullet and it stops them from um, pulling. Mm. You actually do need to teach a dog to, to want to be with you. So we spend a lot of time with our puppies in the moment sat next to us to the side, just giving them treats and stroking them and making it the best place in the world. Mm. And then when we're walking, they actually want to be with us. They don't want to be somewhere else. Um, but, yeah, you, you do need to actually train them to be... In my opinion, we train the dogs to walk with us without the lead first, so they just follow us everywhere, mm. and then that gives them the idea that that's what they should do, and then we put the lead on them, and that seems to work quite well. Mm. And then you can promote them looking at you and that sort of stuff. But with the barking, I think that's what you sign on for when you get a schnauzer. Mm. Why do people <laughs> not go for the giant one, or is it just a silly question because they're a massive dog, aren't they? I don't know if there's that many breeders in New Zealand. I might be wrong there. I've they not are seen beautiful. Shows, so they are gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, especially dogs. that black one. They're just um, mm. quite gorgeous just as well. We might have time for one more quick call we'll to see if we can get our technical producer. He's a whiz. He'll be into this one really quickly. Uh, 0800 844 for a quick question. I'll just delay as long as I can while trying to make sense. <laughs> hey, by the way, that phone number again for you, Darren? Yeah, it's um, 0274 585872. Mm. Okay. I bet you Catherine's got a giant schnauzer, haven't you, Catherine? No, I haven't. Oh, damn it. I've, I've had one of these dogs that could be trained to help with COVID. Oh, nice. Oh, I've got a beagle. A beagle, I was going to say, yeah, beagles. I think I think most of the dogs that they're using um, are beagles. Might be wrong, but <laughs> from the yeah. picture they show. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's a very talented girl, very talented yeah. girl. Um, but I've got a really um, a question that I've been curious about when she rides in the car. She's, she's a little beagle. She's not big. Yeah. But her favourite spot in the car to travel is underneath the driver's seat. Underneath that's the driver's her seat. Spot. Gosh, that sounds a bit dangerous. She, <laughs> she does not want to be anywhere else. You put her on the on the seat and try and strap into a seat belt. No, she's very uncomfortable. She looks like she's no, that's not her. For her, it's under the driver's seat. She can't go right to the front because there's a, a tray. How unusual. Any oh, right, quick okay. remedy there, Darren? 
Um, I, w- I would say if it's working, then it's not a problem. But um, yeah. it sounds like you might want to put a crate and put a blanket over it, and then that give them that give it the same dark sort of um, environment to be in. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, that's an interesting one, isn't it? That it one? is indeed. <laughs> Maybe that. Or just buy a lime scooter and sell your car. Darren Rowe yeah. from Mindfulness for Dogs. Once again, that internet website to find you. Yep, it's www.mindfulnessfordogs.com. Yeah, brilliant. Darren, always um, loved it. you can find it. me on Facebook. Oh, you can find Darren everywhere, always with dogs, and a lovely, um, a lovely pleasure, as always, to catch up with you and your great advice, Darren. Thank you. Thank you, mate. Ray Stone is the author of a... You've been listening to Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog, giving our canine friends a voice throughout the world. To find out more about what we do, visit our website at www.mindfulnessfordogs.com.